Sports 1498.3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now... Here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a gorgeous Saturday morning. It's uh, just perfect out there. I didn't see a cloud in the sky. The first difficulty I ran into was uh, going to pick up Greg because of having a 5K in Converse Heights, and every single street had runners on it. I mean, I don't know what the course looks like, but no matter which road you took, there was a runner, a, a, a bunch of runners. A special race for uh, Spring Fling, I think, isn't it? Well, I don't know. They ought to run downtown. <laughs> and, and say, <laughs> I know they've got a bicycle race for it. Yep. I think, was that last night? I think that was last I night. I think it might have been. Yeah. yeah. Well, good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. Good morning, and uh, good morning to you, Alan. Good morning, Perry. We're working at a slight disadvantage. Uh, we only got two microphones, and I got one, and my three uh, co-hosts here are having to share the other one. Good morning to you, Greg. It's a beautiful morning. Tickle to be here. Like I say, we're handicapped with a mic, but we got the job done. I just damn right been getting down right hot during the day. I hope it, it ain't this hot down at Darlington, but I know it will be. We'll just suffer through it. That's not Darlington if it's not hot. But this isn't Labor Day. This is the spring race. We yeah. might get a little break. But yeah. uh, Tyler Lake is hot this time of year. I know that. Yeah, and that's where they are. And uh, wait a minute, Greg, who you, before you pass the mic, they have to pass the mic back and forth over there. Who who did you get for the guest this week? Well, we had a choice of several good ones, but we got Harry Gant, Mr. September, Handsome Harry, all that stuff. And he's going to be ready to go at 11 o'clock and talk about anything he wants to. His opinion on the new car and old versus new and and just talk about stuff we'd like to talk about the good old days well harry's a good one and i'm glad you got him and uh so um alan you uh watched any racing last weekend or did you, uh, were you at the <clears throat> fishing hole i watched a little bit of racing you know bristol went to dirt so uh that's my that's up my alley right there well you know i think i jinxed uh deb because she had uh she had the guy Tyler Reddick, hey, Tyler Reddick, and I, and I, they had a caution flag or something. What was it there? Uh, before that last caution flag, he had a pretty nice lead, and I texted her, and the kiss of death. I said, "Well, it looks like you got one. Uh, you know, congratulations." And she said, "It's not over yet." And then they had the last caution flag, and uh, um, who was it slipped under there in the fort? Bris- Ryan Briscoe. Took him out on the last turn of the last lap, and uh, old Kyle Bush, we knew he was going to win one sooner or later. He uh, got across the finish line about a third of a second before uh, Reddick could get his car righted. He he ended up pointed the right way, but he just you know took him a second to recover, and uh, 
He just barely lost it. Another second place for Tyler Reddick. I kind of like what Kyle said. They was booing him, and he said, I didn't even really do anything wrong. <laughs> but, you know, he had said a couple of weeks ago, when was that? At, at uh, Was it Las Vegas when Bowman won? And he said, that guy's backed in every race he's ever won. And uh, I kind of kind of think that if you if I've ever seen backing into one, that's what happened to uh, Kyle Busch last week. Well, he's had him taken away like it, so uh, we might as well, you know, it kind of works out. And it still counts as a win. Yep, he does count as a win. And let me see if I can get my get this thing out here. I'll tell you something else I did uh, this week. I listen when I'm there at work. Um, I pull up the Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway website. It's their, uh, uh, their radio network's website. And I usually play a, play an old uh, IndyCar race. It could be from uh, way back in the 50s at Indianapolis, or it could be uh, a couple of years ago at Road America. You don't ever know what you're going to get. But Tuesday and, uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday and Thursday, they had an open test at Indianapolis, and it was live. And it was very, very interesting. And it was, you know, like listening to a race in the middle of the day, which, uh, which I thought was really cool. But they had a... Uh, they had some concerns up there because the uh, they put a sealer on the pit road exit coming in, you know, where they have that blend-in lane, and it's in the, you know, and then there's a grassy strip, and then there's the track itself. Well, they put a they put a sealer on that, and the first guy that came through there lost it and slid up into the track across the grass, and um, and caused a wreck. I, and you know, they had to. They stopped it, and they overnight drug tires across it to, to you know, work it in a little bit. But it was a dangerous thing. But I tell you what, uh, and another thing they're a little bit concerned about, uh, you know, is having uh, 33 cars. They only had 32 at the test. And, of course, everybody likes bump day, and you can't have bump day unless you got more than 33 cars. But they say that should take care of itself because uh, the entries aren't closed yet, and they'll probably be hopefully more than 33 but i tell you what man they're hauling the mail up there uh joseph newgarten was the fastest at 229.519 miles an hour so he is really flying uh sato was second and the way i remembered it last year tony Kanan was retiring and uh last year was his last indianapolis 500 but he has had a change of heart and um his third fastest in the test session at 128.767. But you go on down to the eighth fastest, and out of a field of about six or seven rookies, Jimmy Johnson had an excellent uh, test. He can't wait. His wrist doesn't hurt him anymore. And he was eighth fastest out of 32 at 227.9 miles an hour. So uh, Jimmy's doing all right. Slowest was... uh, my old favorite Juan Pablo Montoya at two twenty three nine, but uh, it's just a test session, and they will um, they'll get that straightened out when they get a little closer to uh, May first. Well, Perry, you know I got to think about something. What's that? It, everything in Indy. Indy is such a big event, and you know me and you have always been Super Tech fans since we were kids. Yeah, and he always pulls out cars. Now, what they need to do is pull out a car and put you in it, and that'll be a good bump day deal 
or something. At least we can have bump day, but you might actually make the field in one of Ford's cars. Well, Greg, uh, you know, I don't think I'm qualified to drive an Indy car. I'm barely qualified to drive any car, but that's uh, – thanks, well, thanks for you, thinking of you've me. You've seen a lot of races up there. Uh, watching races and driving in the race, I think, is uh, slightly two different things there. Yeah. But um, – uh, You can learn a lot by looking, though. Well, um, Alan uh, – much going on locally? Uh, not too much went on last weekend, but uh, still have a few results from uh, Gastonia Speedway, Carolina up there. They had their uh, second day of racing up there, but got a little bit to report about. All right, well, we'll talk about that when uh, your spot comes up at ten uh, around 1040. We're still real excited about uh, going down and doing Start Your Engines on May 7th from the garage area at Darlington. We're in the process of getting that lined up tyler and his brother are going down and i think the day before he told me and uh get everything set up and stay for the uh stay for the uh race on sunday so he's gonna have a big weekend of it but we um we're looking real forward to that hopefully get some really great interviews because greg knows so many people down there and uh you know maybe um update our interview list a little bit because most of the people we have are in uh no offense but i mean you know they're they're getting on up there in age and they're some of them are kind of dropping off like uh not interested in uh being interviewed or can't be interviewed or whatever and so we uh um look forward to maybe getting some uh i know tyler said he wants joe gibbs because he's a he's a washington uh former washington redskins fan but uh a Washington Commanders fan, and he wants to uh, he wants to try to get Joe Gibbs. And I talked to uh, Jeremy Clements when I told him that we were going to do this show live down there, and he said, "Well, I'll see what I can do to get you some people." So, uh, you know, I don't know how how much he's going to want to be participating in that when he's got a race coming up in an hour or so. But we'll be on from nine to seven, up uh, nine to seven, nine to twelve on the seventh, and. We're really looking forward to doing the show down there. It should just got a boy a day like today weather wise would be perfect. So they uh, qualified. We discussed uh, Xfinity last week, of course, because the race was on a uh, Friday night. But they qualified Xfinity yesterday, and uh, I heard Jeremy Clements talking on open mic this week. Uh, on I guess it was Wednesday. And he just came right out and said that they just don't have much of a setup for Talladega. And, uh, boy, was he right. Because I watched qualifying yesterday, and Jeremy wasn't among the 33 fastest. In fact, he had to take a uh, provisional to get in the race. So he'll be – but he took the first provisional. He wasn't the slowest of the provisionals. But uh, he's starting 34th with uh, – the number 51 Chevrolet. But, you know, Talladega, as you know, Alan, uh, if there's one track that anybody can win at, it's Talladega. And if you can stay out of trouble, starting at the back might not be that bad a deal with uh, the draft and everything. You're right. Uh, you see a lot of your uh, cup boys, they'll take that green flag and then they'll fall to the rear of the field, try to stay out of trouble. But uh, at the end of the day, it's just what what – the track will give you. Yeah. It's uh, like one of them said, I take what it gives me and leave the rest out there. Well, you know, they, uh, um, 
have had a whole slew of first time winners at Talladega and Cup and Arca and and Xfinity and everything. And uh, I guess if anybody knows about Talladega, it'd be you, Greg. Y'all won three in a row down there with Buddy Baker and uh, had other wins with Bobby Allison and Dale Earnhardt and Bud Moore had a heck of a history at Talladega. Yeah, we did. We were fortunate. We had very good drivers and we had a good Talladega setup. And uh, so we run good. But the thing I'm talking about, Jeremy, you know, Jeremy didn't start very well in Daytona, but he comes straight to the front. Yeah. So that's what you got to go by. When the green flag drops, if that car draft up and pull up, uh, some cars run the draft real good and some of them have a lot of that has to do with the air intake and a lot of the ingenious stuff that they come up with over at Clements and everything that they're allowed to do. But I don't think he'd be back there long. Well, the thing about it is, uh, we only have to wait till four o'clock this afternoon to find out when they run the Ag Pro 300 at Talladega, and that will be on Fox. It's on the main network. Well, did you uh, mention who's sitting on the pole? And it's an Earnhardt. And if, and and if that guy would shave that beard off and leave that mustache on, I've seen a lot of similarity in uh, what would be his uh, grandpa. Dale, um, Dale Senior. Yeah, I think it would. I think it is his grandpa. I'm pretty sure it would be, but uh, because there's some stepsons and you know yeah. stuff in there and different wives. But, Dale Earnhardt Senior had, but, but I but think grandpa's got, close. But he, but he got out and he made that smile, and I've seen a whole lot of that smile. Uh, you know, twenty five, thirty years ago. But that's not what I thought you were going to say. You see who the crew chief is? Larry McReynolds. America's crew chief, Larry McReynolds, <laughs> is out there calling the shots for him and uh not only was he the first car to go out there and qualify in number three but he won the pole and uh that's kind of a cool thing uh, larry mcreynolds i don't know how long it's been since he was uh actually boots on the pit road crew chiefing but uh he's out there in this uh, particular car i can't remember who they said for uh uh what team it is but it, it, it might be Childers. It's a yep. car number three. Is it Childers? Yep. It's the Childers, and everybody knows Richard Childers makes that horsepower for him long racetracks. And for his grandson and for Larry Mack. Well. So, uh, well, we'll just go ahead and give the starting line up here. Uh, he uh, did win the pole. Jeffrey Earnhardt did. And Austin Hill qualified second. In the second row is Ty Gibbs and Sheldon Creed. Third is that Third row is Daniel Hemrick and Landon Castle. Fourth row is Ryan Vegas, Vargas, I'm sorry, and Kaz Gralla. And the fifth row is uh, Jeremy's good friend, Drew Dollar, who took him out at Daytona. And uh, this is the first race Drew Dollar's been back in, and he is driving once again for uh, um, Joe Gibbs. This is number 18, and so he's got a – Jeremy's got a long way to go to get up there to him, but you don't fool around with stuff like that with any kind of – paybacks or anything on this kind of track but we'll just see you know drew dollar won an arca race there one time so he's not a complete bum but uh he certainly was at daytona when he i think he wrecked in every all three races he was in two in one day yeah you know like i say anybody win talladega if they got a good car in the right place enough driving experience and and a lot of these young kids they get it off of simulators and stuff and they've run go-karts and different things but you kind of can't beat experience down there and uh like i say uh, i just don't 
I just don't look for Clements to be sitting there. I think he's coming on, and there's always somebody that's that's overly aggressive, like we're talking about. That is really a pretty good driver, but uh, now you can't play around that. I think Jeremy just smoke right on by him and then and go on, and it won't be nothing to that. But, well, uh, we'll I, find out. He's got to he's got to get around a lot of them to get there. Yeah, well, he can do it. Well, we'll see. Uh, Looking on down the line here, row six is Allgaier and Anthony Alfredo. Almondinger's in row seven with Sam Mayer, who uh, his black eyes all healed up from Martinsville. And uh, Brandon Jones and Josh Berry are in row eight. Row nine is Brandon Brown and Brett Moffitt. And row 10 is Noah Cragson and Riley Herbst. So let's take our first break and come back and talk to Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. 
Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. And good morning. Welcome to Start Your Engines, Deb. How are you this beautiful Saturday morning? Oh, just great. Thank you. Loving all this nice sunshine. Needless to say, it uh, definitely beckons me to come mow the yard. (laughs) Well, I only mow mine every other week, so this is my week off, but... uh, well, this is, I do that too. This is my week on. <laughs> well, this is the perfect day I got to a do it. Sandwich it between Bristol and the ZMAX and the NHRA at ZMAX next weekend. Oh wow! I forgot you go to the drag races too. You're a well-rounded uh, journalist. Well, thank you. I try to be. Um, well, how was Bristol? It looked pretty good on the. I, I, I got to apologize. I've already mentioned this to the boys here about me jinxing you when I. With a few laps to go, I congratulated you for uh, Tyler Reddick winning the race, and you said, not so fast, my friend. And you were right, as always. <laughs> it was a much better race than last year, needless to say. And, you know, it was just – night races are so long. You know, I don't think they people realize what it means to those of us who are covering it. And, you know, the fans – get to go home as soon as it's over with and as soon as broadcast tv and radio sign off they get to go home and it's just like we were waiting to talk to tyler raddick on pit road and network tv got him first then prn got him and claire b lang was live on sirius at that time so then she got him then the rest of us got him and by the time I got my story written and filed, I got to bed at 3 a.m. Oh, my goodness. And you, you were back in Charlotte by then? No, 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 no. Uh-uh, I stayed over there. Oh. And, uh, you know, but still, uh, now, Martinsville, I drove home. Because right. Martinsville is closer to my house than Bristol. And um, I got home at 3.30 the morning of the bristol race and finally got in bed at four yeah. but the coca-cola 600 there has been one time that i was actually pulling into my driveway and i lived nine miles from the speedway when the sun was coming up mm. well you're dedicated but, yeah. you've been doing it for a while so uh we appreciate yeah, your you efforts go with it <laughs> well thank you it's you know not just me it's all of us that do it well so it's everybody so uh what did Tyler Reddick have to say? I've got to commend him for uh, his demeanor after the race. You know, a lot of people would have used that opportunity to, to raise Kane and maybe throw a punch or something. But when uh, 
when Ryan Briscoe came over and talked to him after the race, you know, standing there on pit road, it was like, uh, he's, he was like, you know, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't, I was just trying to win the race. And, uh, uh, I thought it was refreshing to see them, uh, patting each other on the back. Uh, how did Tyler react to the press? I was very, very impressed by Tyler and Chase and the way they handled it. And all of us, in honesty, were flabbergasted at the way Tyler handled it. I mean, Dustin Long with NBC Sports, you know, even said most drivers would be really upset and throwing a temper tantrum in all right now, and you're not. And Tyler said, you know, I knew what he was going to do. He said, and they've raced against each other. You know, keep in mind, Tyler and Chase are dirt racers, and they came from a dirt background, and they've raced against each other long before they came to NASCAR. So they know how each other races. And Tyler said, I knew what he was going to do. If the roles had been reversed, I would have done the same thing he did. He said, my mistake was not gapping, getting enough distance between him uh, to give him that opportunity. Yeah. And he said, the reason I didn't was because I have lost so many races by being so aggressive that he said I was trying not to be so aggressive that I made a mistake and lost the race that way. And he said, as a result, what happened was by not being more aggressive, I didn't put enough distance between Chase and myself and therefore, I allowed him to catch up. And he said, also, if I hadn't tried to save the car as long as I did in turn four, he said, I would have beaten Kyle to the finish line. He said, if I hadn't tried to save it, he said, if I'd have just gone ahead and let it go and then, you know, kicked it in gear and gone, he said that I would have been okay. But he said... What happened was I tried too long to try to save it, and he said as a result that allowed Kyle to come in. So, you know, Tyler was very analytical about it. He he said, you know, I'll take from this, I'll learn from it, and hopefully not make the same mistakes again. Well, so I, we were all impressed. Yeah, I think it's a natural instinct to try to save it. You know, I mean, you, sure you got a lot going on there, and. Uh, to have enough time to process, well, do I let it spin all the way around or, or do I try to save it or whatever? You've got to make an instant decision. And I think a race driver, especially on, well, any place really, but when you've been half sideways the whole race anyway on dirt, um, I think it was just natural for him to try to save it. And he did, as they were talking to him on, on TV uh, mm-hmm. right after the race, he was saying, you know, I'm just sitting here, I'm trying to think of all the things I could have done, you know, to, to win the race. And, uh, yeah, he 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 let him get close enough. I don't know if he let him get close enough, but from the way you're putting it, he sounds like he pretty much did let him get close enough to uh, have a crack at him, and and it happened like it did. And then Kyle Busch, who was complaining a few weeks ago, I guess it might have been at Las Vegas. Uh, I'm thinking it was when uh, it when um, Bowman won the race. Alex Bowman won the race, and. Kyle Busch said, well, he backed into, he's won six races and he's backed into all of them, which isn't true, I don't think. But if anybody backed into one, it was Kyle Busch. And, um, but, you know, he had to be happy to get that monkey off his back. He hadn't won a race in quite a while. 
Well, it was funny because um, Jennifer Fryer with the Associated Press actually asked Kyle in the post-race interview, she said, you know, you said Alex Bowman backed in to the win at Las Vegas, said you backed into this one tonight, now what do you say? Well, that's great because that's, uh, that, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. So what did he say? You take them any way you can get them. Well, then he ought to keep his yap shut when somebody else wins <laughs> one that way. That was uh when have you ever known Kyle to keep his mouth shut? Well, I tell you what, he uh, uh, he backed into that one, but you know somebody's got to win. It's like uh, it's like winning a range shortened race. I was reading something this week about Bubba Wallace at Talladega last year, winning the 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 last race, you know, the race last fall that mm-hmm. it rained, and you know, you know, you take it. I mean, somebody's got to win it. Might as well be you when the rain comes out. Heck, when they you get in those situations. Those crew chiefs and the drivers and everybody are looking at the skies and checking the radar to see uh, uh, how to time it and pit stops and all that stuff to uh, to beat the weather or to be in the, per- the the best position when the bad weather hits. And uh, Bubba Wallace did, and that more power to him. It's a win's a win. Yeah, it is. And, you know, a lot of people fail to realize that you've got to put yourself in position. Right to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. And they had run up front all day. It wasn't like, like it wasn't like they had been running in the back all day and then, you know, it just cycled around and they happened to be at the right place at the right time in the pit stop cycle. They had run up front all day. And, you know, you've got to put yourself in position. And, and it's just like Tyler Reddick. You know, he has been so close. And I'll tell you right now, when I saw Richard Childress, Richard Childress and Andy Petrie, walked over to Tyler and when they turned around and walked away that is the most disappointment I have seen in Richard Childress's demeanor and face that's the most um, deflated disappointment that I have seen in that man since the 1990 Daytona 500 1990 that was the one where uh, Earnhardt Ran over to bell housing, going into turn three, and on the final lap, and Cope won. Derek Cope won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the uh, most dejected. That's the most dejected I have seen Richard Childers since that nineteen ninety Daytona five hundred. Wow. Well, you know Tyler Reddick's going to win one. How many second places is this for him over the years? Uh, last couple oh, of years, I'd, I'd have to look at the statistics. It's a bunch of them, right? Tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Particularly in the last two years. Yeah. Well, he's going to win one. Let's look at our uh, let's look at our point standings and then make some picks for uh, Talladega, where honestly, just about anybody could win. But uh, the standings after the Bristol race: Allen's got fifteen points, Lanny's got eleven, Deb is surging with her uh, second place there with Tyler Reddick. She's up to third and with ten points. I've got nine, and Greg, Ronnie, and Jada are all back in the rear with three each. So. Uh, Let's get our picks for this week, and uh, you could you could pick just about anybody. So, uh, heck, Deb, go first again. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Okay, Ryan Blaney, the Penske car. How about you, Ronnie? I'm studying on it. <laughs> well, it's a, it's well, a two-hour show. Well, I'm trying to think of who I'm going <laughs> to give the kiss of death to this week. Well, pick, pick one. 
Uh, it does that. Shall we come back to you? Yeah, come back to me. Uh, well, I'll I'll take. A, well, no, you go ahead. I'll let no, you, you go ahead. Barry. Nine. No, I, I knew that was coming. I already. Had well, you know, I really ought to go out on a limb and pick somebody. You know that. It's been nine all year, Perry. So I mean, don't break that streak. Well, I won't. I hope he breaks his <laughs> and wins one. Who you want? I think I'm going to take the 48 car. All Bowman. right, Bowman the showman now. Lanny, you'll have to text yours in. Ronnie, have you come to a decision yet? I think I'm going to go with Logano. Okay, Logano. Now, uh, Greg was sitting out there in the, in the lobby, and he said, I'm tired of being loyal to the Wood Brothers. But he didn't tell me who was going to pick, so he has wandered out into the uh, – probably outside to get our ball tickets. I don't know if he's come up with anybody yet, so uh, we can wait on him a few minutes. He'll well, be you, back. You know, nobody's picked 23 car. 23 car runs awful good down there. Well, yeah, he won the last one. He runs big, good on all the big tracks. I mean, you know, he almost won a Daytona 500. So, uh, anyway, we'll get our picks from Greg and Lanny later, and uh, I'll send them to you, Deb. So, okay, that's fun. So, Talladega, what can we expect? I know uh, we can expect a big one. We might not have it, but we can expect one. But, you know, I keep saying we've had so many first-time winners, and anybody can win there. Uh, um, what can we look forward to? anything that we aren't aware of well i was talking to a uh, crew ha- a crew member with track house yesterday and um he told me i said you know tom higgins of the charlotte observer used to call it a high-speed chess game and he said no it's roulette mm. so i think that's the best way to describe it it's just roulette but, as long as it's not russian know, roulette no, it's just a roulette. Okay. <laughs> he didn't say Russian roulette. He just said roulette. Um, but I, I took it as Russian roulette. But anyway, you know, before we get to the cup race tomorrow, I think everybody is so focused on Xfinity today because you've got Jeffrey Earnhardt yep. on the pole in the number black number three Chevrolet from Richard Childress Racing and Larry McReynolds on the pit box. So, I, you know, I, I watched qualifying yesterday, Deb, and unless my set was out of adjustments, which you can't really adjust them anymore. I, I think the car was, I believe it was green. It wasn't black. I know that. No, 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 no. That was the computer generated deal. The, the thing they were, he had said it was supposed to be black, but maybe it was. Green. No, I mean, I anyway. saw he was the first car out and then they interviewed Larry McReynolds and it. I might it might have been blue, but it, it wasn't green. It wasn't the computer. Yeah, the, lay, the layover. If you were watching this, oh, I don't know. But anyway, it was supposed to be that way. So. Well, it wasn't black. I can tell you that much, and I know the okay. difference well, between. They probably a, they probably changed it. That was the way they had promoted, and I, uh, so I think maybe their sponsor changed it or something. I know but, the difference uh, between a computer generated car and a real one. <laughs> Please give me that much. I'm getting on up there, but I I can tell that difference between the ghost car and a real car. And I know my colors pretty well. My eyesight's going, but I'm you're not colorblind. I'm not That's colorblind, and that car wasn't black. Well, I do have a color blindness of blue green deficiency. Well, and I couldn't tell. <laughs> it wasn't black. It may be black today, but as soon as we go to the long commercial break. I'm going to find a picture of that car qualifying yesterday. Well, the important thing is it's the number three. Jeffrey Earnhardt's in it. It's on the pole, and Larry McReynolds is on the pit box. So 
um, you know, that's that's what's going to be cool. Do you have any idea how long it's been since Larry McReynolds was on the pit box? It would have been uh, 2000. 2000? Uh, yeah, the first year of Fox was 2001. Right. And he went with Fox when Fox first started televising the races in 2001. Oh, wow. Okay. You picked Blaney, didn't you, Deb? I did. Okay. Lanny just texted me in with Blaney. Lanny, you're going to have to pick another one. Uh, and Logano's been taken. And uh, so just texted me another one. Blaney, Blaney's not not good. So, not uh, available. Not available. And, uh, okay, Deb, well, anything else? But, well, yeah, while we're on the, talking about the, the throwbacks to the three and Earnhardt and Larry Mack, you know, of course, now you can go in on the Darlington Raceway website and um, vote for your favorite throwback paint scheme. And kind of like you do when you go to a car show and you can vote for best in show, your mm -hmm. favorite one. Well, you can do that with the paint schemes, the throwback paint schemes now for Darlington. Go to the Darlington Raceway website slash throwback, and they're going to give the award before each race to what the fan, the fan vote for the best throwback paint scheme. And the throwbacks have become so popular that actually, if people will remember Butch Mock, when he had Butch Mock Motorsports and the NASCAR Cup Series, and prior to that, he was business partners with Bob Rahilly, and they had Ray Mock. And when they had Ray Mock, there was the one year that Neil Bonnet drove for them, and Warner Hodgson was the sponsor. And they won the Coca-Cola 600 that year, and they also won in Atlanta. Well, Butch Mock's son, Darren, is now driving in Trans Am, and Butch and the Hodgson family have reconnected so when Darren Mock drives the number 75, which was Butch's car number, in the Trans Am race at Laguna Seca and at Sonoma, when the Cup Series is there, his car will be the number 75, and it will carry that paint scheme that in honor of the, the Warner Hodgson and Neil Bonnet years. Yep. So it will look like the car that won the 600. And also the uh, Bailey Curley... Uh, car today in the Xfinity race has got some familiar faces. Frank Cece, who was a Bush Series team owner when it was known as the Bush Series, is involved with that car. And the sponsor on it, the Havana Brissa, is, was actually the sunscreen developed by the same person who developed Hawaiian Tropic and had Hawaiian Tropic on the cars with Donnie Allison and, and those people. So that's just some retro things I wanted to bring in. And then, of course, back to the cup race at Talladega. They had a, they're having qualifying today, but they had a terrible time getting through inspection. It seemed like the heat caused the composite bodies to expand, and everybody, I mean, they had people flunking inspection right and left. So the second time they were going through inspection, people were holding umbrellas over the cars mm. to keep the sun, but you still had... The 19 and the 47 failed cup inspection twice, so they lose pit selection, and they had uh, engineer Nick Burton was ejected for the 19, and car chief Travis Young was ejected for the 47. The 77 failed three times, 
So that team lost pit selection. They're not permitted to qualify. They have to do a pass-through penalty, and car chief J.R. Norris was ejected. Wow. I think Ronnie wants to take me to task over here. Well, I just found this from CBS Sports. When cars unloaded in the Xfinity garage on Friday, Earnhardt's number three team presented a true throwback. Not only was it a black number three prepared by Richard Childress Racing, but also crew chiefed by Larry McReynolds. Well, you know, maybe I was watching the ghost car or something because I swear I didn't think that car was black. It's got a green trim on it. It does have green trim. Well, maybe that's where I was concentrated. You know, I I don't know, Deb. uh, um, Once again, you're right. It looks like it is a black car, and I was, uh, I'm wrong again. Oh, ye of little faith. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Deb. Well, we appreciate it. Um, Keep me straight and uh, watch some racing this weekend. And uh, I guess, uh, what's your next race? Darlington, right? Uh, My next NASCAR race at Darlington. I will be at the NHRA event next weekend here in Charlotte. Well, we look forward to having you on the show live uh, and in person from Darlington uh, on May the 7th. So uh, that'll be great. forward to that. That'll be fun. That'll be great. We've got three hours. We might give you a whole hour. So anyway. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) No. I don't know if I can talk that long. No, I know. I'm just kidding. But we, oh, we, we know you. We know you can. It'll be great to have you on. But thanks for coming on today with your knowledge and everything that you uh, you have contributed to the show and straightening me out on colors and uh, and the history and everything. We appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you all, too. Thank you for having me. Be careful on that lawnmower. Oh, I will. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. That, Thank you. Bye. That's Deb uh, Williams. Who is? Who she just proved once again. <laughs> She's smarter than woman me. I know. She's smarter than me, too. All right, let's take a break. Come back and let Alan have at it. And, uh, uh, Alan, if you run over, we'll get you in the next uh, next hour of the show. So don't knock his head off swinging that microphone around there, Ronnie. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. Where's the greatest return on your tax dollars? Elite Audio, where we offer the best in car audio, video, navigation, and custom design systems that are one of a kind. If you're like me, you spend a lot of time in your car, so make it safe with hands-free Bluetooth and keep the kids entertained with a mobile video system. The look of your ride is just as important as how it sounds. We also do wheels, tires, and accessories. Over 80 wheels on display at Elite Audio on Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and check us out on the web at EliteAudioOnline.com. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. 
Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Let's go without any further ado to Allen Hill with the local scene. Take it away, Allen. All right. We're going to start up here at Carolina Speedway. They had two days of racing last weekend up there, so we're going to go back to last Saturday night up there. They had the big Mideast Crate Racing Division up there and uh, start off with the 604 late models. First place went to Dale Moore. Second went to Benji Hicks. Third went to Brian Mullis. In the street stock division, First place went to Mitchell Duval. He's uh, moving around in that street stock division and doing real good in it. Yep. Second place went to Blake Bentley. Third went to Caleb McLaughlin. And the Thunder Bomber series. First place went to Benji Knight. Second went to Rod Tucker. Third went to Madison Hoots. Hornets division. First place went to Jonathan Surratt. Second went to Justin Harris. Third went to Andrew Rich. And the mini late models. First place went to Josh Hodge. Second went to Dustin Bailey, and third went to Rick Goss. Uh, Livonia Speedway, right down here across the line in Georgia, South Carolina. I mean, Georgia. <laughs> in Georgia. Livonia, Georgia. <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh, they had the big Carolina Clash Series down there last night. It was the Buck Owens, I mean, Buck Simmons Memorial Race down there. Buck, Buck Owens. Owens. Buck Owens. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> But Buck Simmons uh, <laughs> Memorial down there, and a uh, local driver went down there. Zach Mitchell won the big 40-lap race down there. 
And tonight, they will be moving over to Traverse Rest Speedway. Uh, everybody usually knows that Traverse Rest runs on uh, Friday night, but uh, tonight, they're going to move over here to Saturday night. And uh, Zach Mitchell is going to see if he can make it two in a row. Uh, Zach Mitchell had a qualifying lap down at Livonia Speedway at a 15.95. That's so, getting around there. That's really getting around there on dirt. So, uh, hope to see him do good over at Traverse Rest Speedway. Uh, give you a little bit later on about the gates opening and times and stuff. But uh, we're going to go over here to the World of Outlaws. They was at Atomic Speedway. Tyler Herb took home the big $10,000 race up there. Uh, Runner-up Brandon Overton. He failed post-race inspection. D&Q for the Droop Loop. And Droop Loop. <laughs> now, ain't that something, Perry? <laughs> now, now, what is that? Droop Loop is, uh, like I was telling you about last week, about they caught uh, Chris Madden up there at, at uh, Bristol, mm-hmm. where the car kind of kicks up on the left Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, they kind of want these boys to kind of keep them cars back down. They do really get up on that they get up right front. They get up kick, kick. They get them over on the right front. They kick that left rear up, kind of gets that left rear spoiler up, and uh, you've have you, they've uh, kind of put a stop to that. And you see, I ain't I ain't calling out some of my familiar names that we were last year. One of them being uh, Brandon Overton and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So uh, they uh, they kind of keeping these boys in check, and uh, it's kind of working out for I, some of them. I haven't heard Atomic Speedway mentioned in a while. Is that it? That's in Tennessee, isn't it? That's in Tennessee. I think it's up there in Knoxville. Okay. And uh, we went up there in about 1978. uh, Going way back. That's a long way back. uh, How'd you do? uh, I think we run third up there. Okay. And uh, C.L. Pritchett, we was running that NDR series up there. Also, our Lucas, well, I say... Tim McCready went down to uh, All Tech Speedway. That's down in Lake City, Florida. Uh, Messering. Got the $25,000 down there last night and coming back tonight for another $50,000. This is that XRSS series. Uh, it's kind of taking over a little bit in our racing program. Mm-hmm. Kind of putting uh, kind of putting Lucas Oil in the world of outlaws. You know, Lucas Oil last year was kind of calling their races. A little bit early. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, so they just kind of left the door open, as my brother said. They left the door open for this XRSS series, and uh, they kind of coming on pretty good. And uh, you looked at the highlights of the news last week about North Brooksboro. Yep, yep. They're going to run a, several different series. Uh, going to dirt, too. Yes, they're going to take up uh, the pavement and run it on dirt, which it was back in the... 40s and early 50s. Yep, going to take up that asphalt, and they're going to go back to dirt at North Rooksboro. So, uh, also some uh, deals going on as uh, Richard, I mean, not Richard, Scott Childers. <laughs> I'm getting Richard Childers on my mind. Well, I, but, you had Buck Owens on it a few minutes yeah. ago. Uh, he's been trying to buy Anderson Speedway over there. All right. And uh, everybody knows Anderson's asphalt. And, uh, but uh, he's worked in the deal, and they kind of wrote it in the contract that they wanted it to stay payment. And he said, no, I'm out. Mm. He said, if I buy the racetrack, it's going to be plied up, and uh, we're going back to dirt racing. So, uh, a lot of a people lot, seem to be doing that. A lot of dirt racing. Uh, but uh, a lot of dirt racing going on here locally tonight. Uh, Cherokee Speedway was off last week, so uh, got a big uh, show going on over at Cherokee Speedway. They got on hand. They got the Pure Stock Division. They got the Thunder Bomber Division. 
Extreme 4, Young Guns V8, Pro 4, Street Stocks, Super Sportsman, and Super 604 Late Miles paying $1,500 to win. And uh, I know Mr. Wilson will be sitting over there pulling for his guy, John Ruggiero, in that 604 Late Model. Uh, gates are going to open up at 430 at Cherokee Speedway. Stands is going to be $10 to get in. Pits is going to be $30 to get in. Uh, kind of glad to see this stands deal. Uh, bring a lot of people out. Uh, like I said a little bit earlier, Traverse Rest Speedway. Got the Carolina Clash Super Lake Mall is going to be over at Traverse Rest. Uh, big 40-lap main event over there. Also, going to be running the Rookies Division, Extreme 4 Front-Wheel Drive, Pure Stock Division, Thunder Bombers, Crate Sportsman. Uh, gates are going to open up at 4 p.m. Uh, driver's meeting is going to be at 6.30. Uh, you, everybody knows over at Traverse Rest Speedway that they do have that curfew over there, so they got to be out of there by about 11 o'clock, 11.30, so uh, they'll get the show on the road over at Traverse Rest Speedway. Pits is going to be $30 to get in. Stands is going to be $20. Uh, hot laps will be starting at 7 o'clock this evening. Harris is off this weekend. Their next event will be next weekend on 4-30. Uh, Charlie Blanton Memorial. Everybody knows Charlie Blanton? Oh, yeah. Uh, been racing. Passed away here about three years ago. Uh, they will be featuring the Blue Ridge Late Models at Harris Speedway that weekend. And uh, me and uh, Greg, we lost a real good friend this week. Yep. We lost Ray Harris, and uh, I think Greg knows Ray a little bit more than I do, but I eat breakfast with Ray a lot, and we kind of... Yeah, Alan's correct. Uh, Ray was a true racer. He had worked for us for a long time. Uh, he'd even worked full-time to help us get ready for Daytona, but he's one of the best weekend warriors, a true racer, a true friend. And we're going to miss him terribly. We don't know all the arrangements yet about anything, but uh, he is, will be sorely badly missed by not only his friends and his, and his family, but a lot of people in the racing circle. So we, we want to mention that. It, it, it's been a pretty sad week for a lot of us. Greg, was he the truck driver? No. Well, Ray could drive the truck. I thought uh, that's Ray. Ray, I was, thought he Ray did. had drove the truck as far like California sometimes. He, he, he sometimes drove the truck. Uh, sometimes they rode up at the front of the airplane with with, with uh, me and Bud, and you know he drove us to the races a lot. But he 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 handled the tires and he done everything with pride. He could change a tire. He was there for you. Now it's one thing I I got it. This this lighthearted in a, in a bad situation, but uh, say I was had one change the motor my side, and then Harold Stott had his side. Well, Daddy would always tell Racing that, look, now Gregory only knows dyno tight. In other words, like not strip a bolt. said, whatever Gregory does, Ray, you go behind and make sure it is tight. <laughs> but but uh, super badly missed. And uh, I don't know, just other than crying, I don't know what else to say. Well, Ray, he would always, you know, back then we mostly flew, we mostly flew commercial. Mm-hmm. And Ray always got to sit beside Bud, and they would talk and stuff like that. And then Bud would kind of go off to sleep, but he'd slide his shoes off. I'm going to tell you a little story. Ray crumbled up potato chips in a bag that they give out on the airplane, mm-hmm. and he poured them down in Bud's 
shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever they got, whenever they landed, Bud slid them shoes on right fast. And then he started walking up the aisle, and he got to crunching. Saying, he got to saying a few words, you know what, Bud? <laughs> you know, I mean, Bud. And then he just dumped them right out in the middle. He took his shoes off and dumped them right. He said, "I want to know who the." Mm. <laughs> That's a pretty good. Wait, wait, quick, Greg, because we're running yeah, close. I know we're running close, but but yeah, uh, Ray would Ray would pull all kind of stuff like that, and it, it's just unbelievable that, it, that he's gone. And uh, but he always he always joked around with us and everything. He he was asset to the whole team. I don't know what else good to say. Okay, that's enough. Go ahead. That's, that's pretty much it. Well, I remember Ray. I mean, I didn't know him real well, I, uh, um, but I knew he was a member of the team, and we will uh, maybe have a few more memories of him in the second hour. We're going to come back after the top of the hour break with Harry Gant, and uh, you are listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. Be right back. The Blue Hose play here. Listen to Presbyterian College Athletics. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. Yahoo Sports reported today that Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers intends to play today in Game 4 at Toronto, but plans to have an MRI on his right thumb upon the Sixers' return to Philly after the game. They lead the series three games to none, tip-off at 2 p.m. Eastern. On Friday night, Chris Paul scored 28 points, 19 in the fourth quarter in Phoenix's 114-111 win at New Orleans for a two-games-to-one lead. The Atlanta Hawks trailed Miami in game three by one point in the final seconds. Here was Steve Holman on WZGC. Ten seconds to go in the game. No timeout. Here comes Trey. Trey drives. Trey to the hole. Floater is off the rim and bounces in. Trey Young scores with 4.4 to go. And the Hawks take the lead, 111 to 110. That was the final. Miami still leads it two games to one. Milwaukee, a 30-point win at Chicago. The Bucks lead that series two games to one. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. 
That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The Hub City Farmers Market is back. They will be open from 11 to 2 on March 19th for their final winter market, and then they'll be open every Saturday from 8 to noon beginning April 2nd. The Hub City Farmers Market features the freshest local produce, meat and dairy products, as well as artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday will feature live music as well as activities for the kids. Remember to shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, presented by Spartanburg Regional, located at 498 Howard Street, Open every Saturday beginning April 2nd. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM 3 studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. I talked to Harry Gant. And, uh... That was supposed to fade when I hit that button. Uh, talked to Harry Gant just now, and he's he's tied up getting his motorcycle run together there, Greg. And he said, uh, "Give him a few minutes, or we're gonna we're gonna go through the rest of the show here as we normally would after we talk to Harry, and we're gonna try him again at eleven twenty. No, he'll be there. Like I say, he he gets he's there. On, <laughs> he's there. He's got oil on his hands, getting ready for that bike run. But you know, good charity deal, and uh, he he said this remind him, but. Uh, anyway, I knew he wouldn't forget about us. Well, I'm not sure whether he initiated the call or somebody called him, but he, uh, he said he was kind of busy and he talked to us later and I said 20 minutes and he said that ought to be fine. So we'll call him back. So let's move ahead here and look at some results from last week. We've talked a little bit about the dirt food city dirt race. Uh, the cup boys had last week at Bristol. I thought it was an entertaining race. Uh, of course, we 
been over the finish, Tyler Reddick, and I don't know why I was calling him a Ryan Briscoe. I think that's an IndyCar driver. I meant Chase Briscoe. Y'all feel free to correct me when I screw up like that. I obviously don't know green from black. Now I don't know my some of my drivers. But uh, Kyle Busch was the winner. And uh, surprise, uh, he was like running three seconds behind uh, when the first two spun out on the fourth turn and um, slipped under the wire to give Joe Gibbs the, and, uh, the uh, Mars Crunchy Cookie Toyota the win. Second was Tyler Reddick. He got his car uh, righted and and motored across the finish line about three-tenths of a second behind, it says here. Third was Joey Logano, last year's winner. Fourth, Kyle Larson. Fifth, Ryan Blaney. Sixth, Alex Bowman. Seventh, Christopher Bell. Eighth, Chase Elliott. Ninth, a good finish for Michael McDowell. And tenth, Ty Dillon. And looking at the point standings, uh, uh, for another new winner for this year, the playoff standings, uh, William Byron has two wins, so he's out front. Second is Alex Bowman. Third, Kyle Busch. He jumped from nowhere to third place. Um, Ross Chastain is fourth. Fifth is Kyle Larson. Sixth, Chase Briscoe. Seventh, Austin Sendrick. Eighth, Denny Hamlin. Ninth, and this begins the guys that haven't won a race yet. That would be uh, Chase Elliott. Tenth, Ryan Blaney. Eleventh, Joey Logano. Twelfth, Martin Truex Jr. Thirteenth, Tyler Reddick. 14th, Eric Almarola in his farewell season. 15th, Kevin Harvick. And 16th, Christopher Bell. Some of the other guys that are on the outside looking in and are real close to getting in there are Daniel Suarez, Austin Dillon, Chris Boucher, Eric Jones, and Kurt Busch. So uh, that's the way the Cup boys, they will run to, uh, tomorrow at um, Talladega in the Geico 500. That will be at 3 p.m. on Fox. Going to uh, Xfinity, they uh, are off this week, and they, no, I'm sorry, they were off last week. This week, they will be at Talladega. I told you the qualifying already. Uh, Jeremy Clements had a miserable, miserable qualifying uh, uh, attempt, and we'll start with a provisional, the first one on um, the outside of the 17th row in 34th position, and believe me, he's got a long way to go to uh but he's got 300 miles to get there, which is the longest race the Xfinity guys have. So, Talladega, you just don't lose the draft, right, Greg? You got you can't lose the draft. And Jeremy's car drafts, and that's like we saw that. If he gets called up, which he will, right there in the draft, and it's just being in the right place at the right time. And don't, don't get caught up in the big one because you know they'll have one. The point standings for Xfinity, uh, after eight races, A.J. Allmendinger has a – um, 20 point lead over Ty Gibbs. Third is Noah Cragson. Fourth, Brandon Jones. Fifth, Josh Berry. Sixth, Sam Mayer. Seventh, Justin Allgaier. Eighth, Daniel Hemrick. Ninth, Ryan Siege. Tenth, Austin Hill. Eleventh, Riley Herbst. And twelfth is Landon Castle. And they take the top 12 to go to the uh, uh, playoffs. Right now, Jeremy Clements is in 18th place. He helped himself a little bit last week with a 10th place finish. Uh, and we discussed that last uh, Saturday show because that was a Friday night race, the last time they ran one. He is 10, play, 10 points out of 17th, which is Brett Moffitt. He is 28th out of 16th, which is Jeb Burton. 
and he is 47 out of 15th, which is Sheldon Creed. So as you can see, once you uh, once you get that far back with a lousy start to your season, it um, is a long way pretty much between a lot of the different guys, and you just got to pick them off one at a time. And hopefully he's got enough time to get a um, to get up there in the top 12 before the playoffs. Easiest thing to do would be to win a race. I'd take care of everything. ARCA runs today. That's a one thirty start on FS1, and that will be – they've been off for several weeks, and that's the general tire 200. Um, the point standings in ARCA, Daniel Dye is first, Raja Karuth is second, Parker Chase is third, Tony Bredinger is fourth, Nick Sanchez fifth, Corey Heim sixth, Taylor Gray seventh, Sammy Smith eighth, Amber Balkin is ninth, and D.L. Wilson is 10th. They run at 1.30 today, as I said, on FS1. Touched on this a little bit earlier. They uh, had an open test section for two days at Indianapolis on the big track and uh, had some crashes. Uh, Helio Castroneves was one of them, and he wasn't. He didn't crash because of the uh, the sealer they put on the escape road it's not an escape road it's the it's the exit road from the pits where you know it's uh you got the track to the right and then there's a grassy strip and then there's the pit road and it blends in on the back stretch well they were hitting that coming out of the pits just to start practicing they were coming out of there and losing it on that slick uh, uh exit road pit exit road and sliding and one guy slid right up into the track i think it was colton herta and another gentleman came through there and hit the wall trying to miss him. Um, the name escapes me for the second, but they tore up a couple of cars. Really, the worst crash, though, had nothing to do with the pit road, and that was a Helio Castroneves. Greg, do you have something? Well, you know, those Indy cars, they got so much horsepower. That had to be something somebody overlooked. And to cause that many crashes over using some sealer, which is slick, where you see it darns yep. all the time. And they'd wear it off to get an outside group. But uh, somebody just wasn't thinking. I'm sure it was a mistake, but it sure did cost people some race cars and tore up a lot of stuff. And uh, that they'll they'll learn from that experience. You know, I don't like those kind of pit roads anyway. Uh, if you remember, and I, it's it's a horrible thing to see, but it's out there on YouTube. That's how um, Zanardi lost his legs that was a, a indie race they had in germany and it's the exact same situation only he was making his pit stop and the sealer had nothing to do with it he was just flying out of the pits and he lost it and slid across that little grassy strip right up broadside into the track and alex tagliani hit him and split his uh zanardi's car in half and his legs went with him zanardi is now you know healthy and driving uh rally races and stuff like that with two uh artificial legs but uh i tell you i that, those are just i told you when i rode around in uh homestead with christian fittipaldi they had that situation they don't have it anymore but they had that same kind of situation with uh, uh a pit exit road a grassy strip and the track and if you lose it on the gra- on the pit road and go across the grassy strip you're in for a lot of trouble no doubt about it let me go into these speeds here i touched on those a little earlier but the fastest driving for Penske, and he was one of the last guys that went out, was Joseph Newgarten. Um, he was at 229.519 miles an hour. And get this, guys, he ran 161 laps. You know, that's that's the race is 200. So he ran, now this is over two days, but um, 
Taxes over three days, or two days, three test sessions. Takumo Sato was second fastest at 229.4. Tony Kanan, who everybody thought retired, is not retired. He's driving for Dale Coyne Racing, was uh, third fastest at 228.8. Scott Dixon was fourth. Scott McLaughlin, fifth. Marco Andretti, sixth. Alex Pillow was seventh. Jimmy Johnson, the fastest rookie and the eighth fastest of 32, was uh, uh, tested at 227.9, which is which is really good. He likes it. He ran a total of a, uh, and looking at my list here, he ran more than anybody because he's been there less than anybody. He ran 196 laps. Mm. He almost ran a 500. Uh, Felix Rosenquist was ninth at 227.8, and 10th was Simon Pagino at uh, 227.7. Looking at some of the other names down through here, Roman Groschan, the rookie, the other one of the other rookies, was the next fastest one at 227. Um, Foyt's fastest car was, um, oh, you know who it was? I just remembered. It was Alexander Rossi that lost it in the on the the, uh, the the pit exit road and slid up, and Colton Herrera hit the wall trying to miss him. And uh, it could have been really, really bad because he didn't miss him by much. Yeah, you know? In and out of pit road, very dangerous. They have to have it just right. But these guys, that thing was so slick. They were just going out to practice. I mean, they, it wasn't like race conditions where they're really hustling out of the out of there. They just, it was just a bad situation. Um, I was going to say Foyt's car. One of them is Kyle Kirkwood, and that's his highly touted rookie. Well, his highly touted rookie was 26th fastest, uh, 225 and a half. Helio, who didn't make many laps, he only ran 37 laps because he tore his car all to pieces was 27th fastest at 225.1. Dalton Kellett uh, is uh, Fort's other car. He was at 224.9. And going on down to the slowest was Juan Pablo Montoya, who ran 96 laps, and his highest speed was 223.8. So those guys uh, getting it on. Only 32 cars took the open test session. There was a little uh, concern there that maybe they're not going to have enough to uh, have a 33-car field and then, they were saying, well, it's probably not going to be enough to have a bump day because you're going to have to have at least 34 to bump somebody. But they don't close uh, entries, and there's always late late entries, and I think uh, May 1st is the, the final day. So we'll see if we can get a couple more in there. If not, I'll be a little disappointed because I was talking earlier in the year how healthy this series is and a lot of people in it, but they didn't show up for the test. The points uh, are... After three races, Joseph Newgarten is the points leader. He's got a five-point lead over Scott McLaughlin, his teammate. Third is Alex Pillow. Fourth, Will Power. Fifth, Scott Dixon. Sixth, Roman Groshan. Seventh, Venus, uh, yeah, Renus VK. Eighth, Marcus Erickson. Ninth, Patricio O'Ward. And tenth is Graham Rahal. Jimmy Johnson is 14th. He is uh, 73 points behind. So, uh they will run their next race, which last year was very entertaining. If you remember, it, it was at uh, it's the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama at Briar at the uh, Motorsports Park. I can't think of the name of it; <laughs> it's not written down here. But uh, that's at one p.m. next Sunday on NBC, and that was a race where uh, I think it was Newgarten that came over the hill. And, and lost it, and everybody else was coming over that blind hill and piled into him, and that was like on the first lap. Uh, Briar, not Briar Motors, 
Sports Park. Barber. Barber. Yeah, Briars in New Hampshire. Barber Motorsports Park. Who sent that in? Mike. Thanks for listening, Mike. We got so many backups out there. It's great. Barber Motorsports Park. Okay. Uh, and that'll be le- next Sunday. So let's take a next, uh, our next break here um, and see if we get Harry Gann on the line. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome.
Welcome back to Start Your Engines. And it's my displeasure to tell you that I don't think we're going to get Harry again. I talked to him at 11 o'clock, and he was lining up this motorcycle uh, rally, and uh, his phone keeps going to voicemail. So we'll just, uh, sorry, folks, we'll just have to do without Harry this week. But uh, I don't know. You know, there's a fan vote for this Hall of Fame. Maybe he's uh, just lost mine. Well, got to remember, too, even though we've had good interviews with Harry, the fellow's getting some age on him. Well, anyway, we talked to Bobby Allison. He's 85, 84 years old. So uh, I'm uh, I'm not going to hold his age against him, but he just, uh, he's, <laughs> he's arranging a motorcycle rally, so I don't know what his age would have to do with it unless uh, he's riding in a sidecar or something. Let's... Uh, Let's touch on uh, the trucks, which we haven't touched on. Now, they're going to run um, next at the uh, the lift kits for less 200, which uh, is going to be next Friday. And that race, uh, I'm going to have to look into that for a second because I'm not sure. I, don't, I thought they, they don't run at Talladega. But didn't Deb just say they were having trouble getting the trucks through inspection? Oh, she talked. Was that was Xfinity? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, the trucks. Uh, sorry, uh, Ben Rhodes is leading the trucks points. Chandler Smith is second. Third is Stuart Friesen. Fourth is Zane Smith. Fifth, John Hunter Nemechek. Sixth, Christian Eckes. Seventh, Ty Majeski. Eighth, Tanner Gray. Ninth, Carson Hosevar. And 10th is Matt Crafton. So uh, I will check that in just a second and find out where the trucks are running. Formula One does race this weekend, and they are at um, Imola, which is in Italy. And the name of the race, the Grand Prix, is the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. So I looked up to see what that was. I thought it was going to be a wine or something. But what that is, it's a section of Italy. It's like a state, and it's where Bologna is. And Imola is, and it's in the northern part of Italy, kind of up near uh, France and Switzerland and all that. So that will be at 8.55 next um, we week. Uh, but he's not on my line, Greg. No, he's on my line. Well, that's not doing us any good. Can I call him? Okay, well, hang, hang up and tell him I'll call him in just a second. Okay, Greg's a... Greg's operating on the fly here, but having Ricky Rudd on his phone doesn't do me a bit of good. So uh, I'll get to uh, – can you talk for a second and let me get Ricky on the phone? Give me that number, Greg. Okay. Uh, watched a little bit of uh, NHRA qualifying last night day out at Houston Raceway Park. And uh, sad news out there that uh, Houston Raceway Park is going to be no further uh, functional after tomorrow night. And uh, – going to kind of be like Gainesville racetrack uh, or track strip. Uh, it's going to go to the race side. Well, it's sad when we hear a, a racetrack. Even though we would never go all the way to Houston to one, every time one closes, it, it's sad for the sport. Yes, it is. And uh, a lot of drivers out there saying that they uh, won their first race there and they kind of want to win their last race there. So uh, if you... Uh, Watching uh, NHRA drag racing tomorrow, you'll know that that'll be the last race out there. Okay, we're about to get a uh, on-the-fly guest. Ricky Rudd's going to talk with us. Ricky, are you there? Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to be 
totally transparent with you because we tried to already have you on this year. Uh, I think Greg's tried to call you, but we had Harry Gant, and he was supposed to come on at 11, but he actually forgot about it, and he's he's uh, he's organizing his motorcycle run or some kind of motorcycle run, and Greg just went out in the lobby and called you, and I didn't know he was going to do it. So we appreciate you coming on. Appreciate we'll make, it, Rick. We'll, no, we'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and congratulations on your nomination to the Hall of Fame. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're kind of excited about that. Well, I think you're a shoe in and I hope it'll be this time. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know uh, we're, we're trying to get all Bud Moore's drivers in there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ricky, Ricky, uh, I thought he was already on a nomination deal, but uh, that's great, Ricky. Uh, well, it seemed like the nomination has been the easier part, getting, getting, getting it to the final cut has been the hard part. Yeah. I don't think you had no problem. Well, You've got a, uh, I usually, now when I prepare for these shows and we have a guest, I've got your resume, all your wins and everything, and I got nothing for you right now. I don't want to waste time pulling it up on the phone, but I know. We'll work through it. Well, I've told Greg, I don't know how many times that I thought the four years that you drove for Bud Moore, when every place y'all went, you were, you were, you, you could have easily win. And, uh, I thought it was like four of the most pleasant years ever because y'all were always a factor. Yeah, that was a that was a good time, you know. Looking back over the years, you know, I drove for a lot of different cars, but Bud and Greg and Ms. Moore, everybody, it was it was like a family deal, and you know, we everybody worked hard and and uh, and we ran good, and and we could win, you know, just about at any track, you know, because Bud and Bud was good at setting those cars up, and you know, it didn't seem to matter whether we went to a big track or small track, uh, they're always prepared, you know, some teams tend to run good at just certain tracks but like you mentioned earlier um you know bud's cars always ran good everywhere yeah and you were the first one that brought the uh um i know when you started with bud Moore, it was uh the wrangler cars but then you went to motorcraft and you were the flag bearer for a motorcraft for the next three years yeah it was a, it was some good times like i say it was uh we won races and uh you know even then it, it wasn't easy to do you had to have everything together and and that's when uh, my job was pretty simple. I just, you know, had to try to go fast and not wreck and and uh, and get some good finishes. And and then there was days that we always ran top five, top ten. It seemed like unless something went wrong. Uh, but then the winds were there too, so it was kind of just a good place to go run. You know, Rick, Ricky was just so good. I remember we went to Bristol first year he drove for us, and you know we'd we'd had some bad luck at Daytona, but still run seventh and seventh, and then went next week and won Richmond. But I think a couple of weeks later, we went to Bristol, and we sat on the pole, and Ricky turned around and said, it seemed almost too easy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because Ricky was just that good. Ricky could ride Bristol, road courses, run around Daytona, Tyler. There ain't a place he can't run. All he needs is a good car. And and, uh, our cars, you know, with the Ford motor, the the thing was different. It was down to the small block Chevrolet a little bit on power. Daddy could make the car drive, and he'd fix it the way Ricky wanted it. You had the car set up the way Ricky wanted it. He handled the rest. Ricky, um, what do you think about this new car? And, and watching it on dirt last week was actually was really something different. But uh, the this new car with a uh, one lug nut, you know, I was sort of educated to the fact from by what Greg greg moore and mike hill and some other people said was i mean it's probably closer to a stock car now than it's been in years because of all the technology 
Yeah, you know, the way that the stock cars and, and the France is uh, really is smart technology and smart ideas the way they did it. They These cars that, that heck, when I was running, I uh, ran up till 2007, <clears throat> and the cars then were basically almost like a 1960 model uh, takeoff of, a, say, a mid-60s model Ford chassis at the time, and then they switched over to the GM chassis. Uh, well, I say that, they were a copy of, I think, a 65 Chevelle or something, but that was the chassis style that was run right up till the change of the new car the geometry and stuff was taken right off the cars in the mid 60s and it, and it was sort of a dinosaur but it worked because um you know the formula one cars you know they're all the latest greatest technology uh and the cup cars actually were there was a lot of technology that was in them but they were overbuilt you know everything was super heavy duty and the cars were heavy um, but that worked because you could bounce off the walls and i think they had some growing pains with these new cars because they you know, I noticed they were tearing up axles and things like yep. that because they hadn't got it all worked out yet. But, you know, everything was purposely built extra heavy duty, and that was so that they could take the abuse and parts weren't breaking and killing drivers and stuff. And uh, so they kept it that way for many years. And now, you know, the new car is pretty much a complete opposite of that. And even the street cars today, you know, like like you were talking about there, the car race car today does compare more to a, car today with independent rear suspension a center diff instead of a, a axle solid axle yeah, there's a lot of things in that car that are up to date now you know the bottom line is you know it looks like they're starting to race pretty good too and i think that's what you know the fans i think they go sit in the stands and watch the race they don't they don't care what's under the car they want to see some good racing action and uh and i think you know the new car is starting to work itself out a little bit getting the bugs worked out we're starting to see some good racing yeah ricky you've been a perfect driver to with all your feel and skill, just to to one out and tested that car some. I mean, you know, they done simulators, they done different things, but Ricky would have been perfect because they, they made a lot of changes. And like I say, that they're a lot more like a street car, but independent. And like Ricky said, what we was racing was basically a '65 Galaxy front end. It had a Ford rear end, and then they put a Chevrolet in it. Chevrolet sheet metal or, or Buick sheet metal. We had the Ford sheet metal and everything, and, and it, it was it was a lot of work, but it was cool. And I remember we was up at the uh, uh, we know we won Mark Ricky run Martinsville several times, but we had it won so many times somebody knocked Ricky in the wall, shut the t- tailpipes completely shut, and we opened them up, and Ricky went back right out, made up the lap, and was going on. He said chassis boat perfect, and because Ricky had brakes. <laughs> And then I think the motor blowed up. But anyway, but, but Ricky yeah. could win at any time. But you'd been perfect to test those cars. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, but, you know, today they the, – the, what's really different about racing like today, just watching it from a distance, is everything is done, you know, off the computer, off drawings, off uh, scale modeling programs that everybody's got now. And, you know, it's very – a lot more science has entered into it than, than it used to be. It used to take a lot more trial and error. And just good old knowledge, and that's where like some like Bud and the whole team they were very good at because they had such a history in the sport. They knew the evolution of that particular car, and they knew how to make it run. And um, it's not any different. I think once these guys get these new cars figured out, I think you're going to have your Bud Moores come to the top and consistently be there. I think we're starting to see it a little bit now. But you know, as they learn this new chassis, then they'll learn all the tricks about it. But uh, uh, it's it's much more of a science project, and I. You know, I'm kind of mixed emotions on that. I kind of enjoyed sitting around uh, after the practice was over on a cut day, and maybe you're not running particularly all that well. 
and you sit down and everybody kind of puts their heads together and you know, I did more listening than I did uh, having you know to say but I would just basically try to put you know a butt in the car seat to see what it could tell them what the car was doing because you didn't have all that computer technology so the drivers made a whole lot more of a difference I think back in that era because not only did they have to drive it but they had to understand the chassis to agree good enough to be able to, to describe it uh, to the chassis setup man so they can make improvements yeah those cars were extremely hard to drive back then compared to what they are now and then they throwed radials on them and we know what that done i mean there was people that didn't bother like ricky and some of them adjusted to them i, I know even earnhardt had some problems there with them uh, uh with the deal with the, the wide tires but people like ricky and stuff they adjusted right to it but uh yeah these new cars it's, it's a lot of science involved in it and uh the biggest science I ain't never figured out, and Ricky always said, if something screwed up ever happened, it was going to happen to me, is how he doggone does racing at Sears Point and outrunning a car that's blocking him and moves him out of the way like he's supposed to, and then they take the race away from him. And I, I sit there, and I almost tried. I said, they can't be real. Well, I don't remember that happening before or, or, or since. That they, he, they took a race away from somebody. He was driving that, 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 I that know. Levi Garrett car, Waddell, and had good stuff and just had the field covered. And, uh, anyways, that's one of them deals. I'm still yeah, mad about it. Time's changed, you know. It's a little different now. Um, seems like, uh, you know, there's a lot of talented drivers, a lot of talent. There's a lot of talented people in the sport. It's, it's just a different era now, you know. It's and, and you know, it's not kind of mirrors life. You know, everything is computer now. It's computer that, and that's sort of how it is. You know, and what I look at today, everything is done on the computer on the setups. All done through scale modeling. Uh, it's done through. Uh, I think Toyota was the first one to really come in with a new chassis model where it, it looks like. And watching what I've been seeing, they can unload on uh, and go. Uh, start the race with zero practice and, and everything works pretty good. You know, they're close enough. They can make a few adjustments uh, and dial themselves, you know, right in the ballpark during the race where kind of back in our day, we would carry some cars to the racetrack that we thought were going to be good. We didn't do a lot of testing at that time in the earlier days, but you would carry it to the racetrack and you didn't really know what you had until you rolled it off the truck. And sometimes it didn't always go so good. And now you're stuck with that ill handling car for the whole week. And, you know, I, I can't tell you how many days that I, I had to drive cars that, you know, you wished you could have gone back to the shop and brought a different car, um, a tried and true sometime, and the latest, greatest wasn't always the uh, the way to go. You could get stuck and be committed for the whole weekend to have to drive a car that wasn't that good. Uh, today, that doesn't happen. Ricky, um, I know after Talladega, we've got Dover coming up, and you ran real well at Dover, too, uh, but I, it was – was it – it was asphalt when you were winning up there. Did you ever drive on the concrete, or am I got my years a little off? Uh, I, I drove when it was blacktop and concrete. Okay. And, I thought you probably and did. Like yeah, I mean, I, I like it. Uh, I liked it both ways. I mean, it was uh, Dover was a track that seemed like a lot of people, um, they didn't, they, maybe they didn't enjoy it that much. You know, it's, uh, it could be pretty physical. A long race, 500 miles at Dover was a pretty good, pretty good uh, day's work. And uh, so anyway, I, I mean, I always liked it. You know, I think you tend to like the places you, that you naturally do well at. Dover was one of those places that I just had to, um, that I enjoyed running it, and we had good luck. And there's some tracks that I didn't do so well at, um, but I always enjoyed going to Dover. It was a, it was, you know, it was a unusual track. There wasn't any other track like Dover. No. Rockingham was a mile track, but they were so much different apart. They weren't even close to each other. Yeah. How did you like Talladega? Since that is where we're going this week. Uh, 
Um, it, it, it was, I don't think you ever picked up a win there, but uh, I always had the feeling that you were personally liked road courses better and the shorter tracks better, but you did fine at Daytona and, uh, and Talladega. But, I mean, am I on the money there, or was Talladega not your favorite, or what? Um, well, I think if you, you know, you kind of look at, you run as many races as I did, and you, you can see patterns develop, and for sure the bigger tracks weren't uh, weren't my specialty. I didn't seem like I did as well on them, but, you know, I, I remember finishing um, top three at Talladega, you know, quite a few times. Yeah. Never, never did get the win. But, you know, I just, the reason I didn't, I liked Talladega, and I was, it was a fun track to drive, but what I didn't like about it is it was basically a very easy track to drive as far as, uh, uh, you know, you don't have to get off the gas. You don't have to get on the brake. So you eliminate two of the things right there that you have to deal with. And you basically just sort of steer it around the racetrack. Um, but again, it's not, that sounds really simple. And it, and it is simple until you put, you know, 39 other cars out there. And then it gets to be, then it can be a handful. But I just, you know, I've always felt that, uh, I don't know, the driver had a lesser input uh, as far as your successes at the big tracks. Yeah, more about how arrow the car was, or was it more about arrow and chassis fixed so it would make low arrow drag, and the driver had the least to do with it. But now, you know, with all the jockeying for positions that go on today, then you know now the driver inputs you know back in the equation again. Well, and I think that you can that's borne out by the fact that there was have been so many first time winners at Talladega, and uh, but you boy you tore them up at Riverside and uh, and on the road courses. Yeah, they were good to me. I can't complain, you know, but again, you know, car owners like Bud Moore, who had a background, you know, he had some of the most famous race car drivers in the world driving for him. I know he had Parnelli Jones, and I think he had George Former drive yep. for him, you know, which were, they were the, there was nobody any better on the road courses than those guys. So uh, I think they probably, Bud learned from them, and they learned from Bud. Uh, but Bud knew a lot about brakes and, and uh, how to tune the motor for those road courses. And uh you know, I'm not sure where he got all that expertise. Maybe just years of racing it, but Bud had a lot of racing, road racing background uh, before I came along. So it was a pleasure to be able to have a car that was so good on the road course. Yeah. Well, Ricky, one thing about it, I've said it. Bud Moore said it. People in Spartanburg have said it. A lot of people have said it. The combination of you and our team and Daddy, we were contender everywhere, and that was the best for years in modern day you know daddy's heyday was really back in the 60s with wedley and you know and the time went on but that was for the best years we won races we always run up front didn't matter where it was we got like i say tyler they can get swept up by somebody else's mistake uh that that's i think what you indicating on that deal i mean so many drivers go out go to sleep but uh you don't but that was you were the perfect driver for us and I can't thank you enough for the four years that we did get to. I wish we'd do it again. Well, <laughs> when I wrote the book on Bud Moore, the Dale Earnhardt chapter was called One Tough Customer, and the Ricky Rudd chapter right after it is called One Tougher Customer. That's it. That's the way I looked at it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I don't, you know, I don't know about that category, me being in that category. But, you know, I was, um, you know, racing was fun. You know, we had a good time, and uh there were there were some tough years in there for everybody, but um, you know I remember going to meet Bud Moore for the first time, not meeting him, but going to interview for a job. Basically, 
probably the scaredest I ever was. I uh, think I was at Judy Dunleavy's in 79. And then uh, the next year, Jody Ridley came along, brought sponsorship, and basically my one year at Judy Dunleavy was over. I didn't have the money to, you know, to bring that, that Ridley could bring. And uh, so I'm looking at teams to go talk to that needed a driver. And I remember leaving Virginia to drive down to Bud Moore's in Spartanburg to talk to Bud. And Bud could be, a, if you don't know him, he's kind of an intimidating big guy, you know. And it was, I was just kind of a, a snotty-nosed kid, more or less. And, uh, you know, having to go and talk to Bud Moore about asking him for it give me a job in his car. That was probably, I still remember to the day, my knees were knocking when I walked in the door to talk to him. <laughs> well, Rick, he's wrong about one thing. I, I, I know what we got together with you driving the car, but uh, it was me and Bud Moore that wanted Ricky Rudd. You had other yeah. options. So uh, we yeah. were shopping yeah. you. Uh, I appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, Bud, Bud intimidates yeah. me. I mean, he's gone now, and I'm still intimidated. I love him to death. But, but, uh, <laughs> he's a good guy, but, though. I'll tell you what. Yeah, he was. It was the only team in NASCAR good. with two roosters. That's right. <laughs> two roosters. <laughs> yeah. And Ricky has always but... said, there's only one person he's there's only one person he's scared of. And this, this, this relates to Ricky and my mom. He's scared of the roosters. <laughs> yeah, Ricky was, was called Ricky a rooster. and my mom. Yep. Miss Moore was a rooster. Ricky, what you doing today? What do you, what's Ricky Rudd doing now? Uh, well, you know, it kind of varies. Nothing serious. Uh, gosh, I wish I could sit there and tell you. I get on a bicycle and ride it every now and then, a mountain bike, try to halfway stay in shape. Um, gosh, pull around a little airplane I got. I go and I'll, I want some excitement. I go up there and try to land at some of these mountain uh, airstrips that sort of, it sort of keeps you up on the steering wheel a little bit, I guess you'd say, because uh, it's pretty challenging. Uh, besides that, just. You don't get many little, mistakes uh, doing that. So you don't have, yeah. It's kind of like driving those race cars. You know, if you make, you don't make any big mistake. If you do, you're in trouble. That's and, very unforgiving, Ricky. I, yes. I thank you so much for coming on the show uh, at the last minute and on the fly. And Greg doing a great job. And if he hadn't that didn't have such great relationships with uh, you drivers, uh, um, you know, we'd have had a we'd have had to talk about fishing again for twenty minutes. So. Uh, yeah, that's okay too well i know it is we've had some good fishing discussions we got a champion carp fisherman here but uh thank you so much for coming on and uh we'll be uh have our fingers crossed for you in that hall of fame and uh, you get my fan vote i can tell you that all right well i certainly appreciate it y'all take care Thanks. thank you very much that's uh ricky rudd good one greg i'm glad you uh i'm glad you got him i was thinking on the fly i'll well, give you that well the thing was that I, i'm sure that that harry had something to do he was all his mind was on that that charity run with that motorcycle and he did forget about it and he's getting a little bit older so you can't feel bad about that but i got thinking we didn't set aside time and i so i just just like they always do in live radio you adjust well maybe getting the guest on tuesday or wednesday's too early maybe you ought to do it in the morning of the show it worked today <laughs> it worked today it seemed like the closer to the show that you get them the, the, the more likely they are to remember they're not going to forget okay well look, we got to take our last break we're running a little over here but uh that was great greg you did an outstanding job and always good to talk to ricky rudd but we'll be right back after this you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg 
low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 864 for more details. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. Start me up, AJ, and welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines. It's going to be a short one because uh, of our 
juggling our legends around there a little bit between uh, trying to get Harry Gant and Ricky Rudd stepping in wonderfully to uh, take his place and Greg thinking on his feet to get him for us. So that worked out good. When we were so unrudely interrupted there for a guest, I was talking Formula One. Yes, Ryan. We were pleasantly interrupted. Well, that was that was good. And Greg, uh, fast on his feet there. But we were talking about Formula One, and uh, they are running, and this race will be on ESPN tomorrow morning at 8.55, the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix from Imola, Italy. And uh, the point standings in Formula One, and it looks like it's a great year for Ferrari, is continuing. Um, they didn't race last week. But um, Charles Leclerc is the points leader. Second is George Russell. And I got to find out about this George Russell because he's come from out of nowhere as far as I'm concerned to uh, to drive this other uh, uh, Mercedes on the same team with Lewis Hamilton. Third and the other uh, Ferrari is Carlos Sainz. Fourth is Sergio Perez. Fifth, Lewis Hamilton, who finds himself 43 points out of the points lead. And uh, that's unfamiliar territory for him. Last year's champion in sixth is Max Verstappen. Seventh is Esteban Ocon. Eighth, Lando Norris. Ninth, the American Ferrari from Charlotte and uh, driven by Kevin Magnuson. And he's doing a really, really good job. And, I mean, we've actually got a – it's not – it's an American team. It's not an American car. We don't have an American Formula One car anymore. And maybe we're going to get one. In fact, I think Haas is working on that. But Kevin Magnuson's doing a great job and is ninth in the standings, and Valtteri Bottas is tenth. Uh, they uh, run tomorrow on ESPN at eight fifty-five. Uh, did the trucks? The WeatherTech Sports Car Series is off until next week when they will be at Laguna Seca. Pipo Durani and Tristan Nunez in the Wayland Engineering uh, Cadillac is. The way I look at it, sixth in the standings because these are these guys run at least two to a car, and their their points are the same. So you've got Alex Lynn and Earl, Earl Bamber first. Uh, Richard Westbrook is second, and I don't and uh, he's with uh, uh, Tristan Vautier. Um, you come on down to uh, Pipo Durani and Tristan Nunez, and they're eighty one points behind. Not impossible to make up, but it's a um, it's a pretty long haul. They will be on at 3 o'clock next Sunday uh, on Peacock. Actually, I think that comes on right after the IndyCar race from Barber Motorsports Park. So uh, uh, Peacock is where you watch the race commercial-free. It'll be on NBC, but you got to watch the commercials if you're going to watch it on NBC. Going over the uh, TV lineup, which I've sort of touched on with each one of those races, but I'll give it to you all in one spoonful here. Uh, well, up until 11 o'clock today, there was Formula One qualifying, so you can forget that. Uh, from 11 to 12.30, going on right now, and for another half hour or so, is Talladega Cup qualifying. So that is taking place as we speak. This says 1 o'clock. I had 1.30, so it's probably the pre-race show or something. Uh, but at 1 o'clock from, um, from Talladega on FS1 will be the ARCA Series. They have raced in a, about a month now so we'll see what they have to offer uh xfinity will be an hour after the conclusion of uh, the arca race uh, with uh, the xfinity that will be on fox the big network jeremy starting way back in 34th place so uh uh you know that's a long way to go and 
Then tomorrow, the uh, Formula One race is at 8.55 live on ESPN from Imola, Italy. And NASCAR Winston Cup, will, uh, Winston Cup, just Cup, NASCAR Cup will be uh, um, at 3 o'clock from Talladega, also on Fox. Looking ahead just a little bit, I just told you about uh, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Cars from uh, Laguna Seca. That will be uh, next weekend with uh, qualifying on Saturday from 345 to 430 on IMSA TV. Then on Sunday, May the 1st, looking ahead here, Indy cars will be at Barber Motorsports Park on NBC and Peacock from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And then from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock will be the IMSA Sports Cars at uh, Laguna Seca. So uh, just looking ahead. I'm not sure what time I have to check to see on about Dover, but uh, a lot of racing. This is getting into May, and then Memorial Day coming up pretty soon. So we've got just about every series in operation every week, although I think Xfinity is going to be off again in about a week or so. They, uh, they've got, I heard Jeremy say, five breaks during the season. They had one last weekend. They've got another one coming up in a couple of weeks, I believe. I will uh, find that out for you. I want to say special thanks to Lanny McKinney, who uh, maintains the Budmore Engineering website, our Facebook page. There's a lot of stuff on there, the pictures of the Jeremy Clements Budmore tribute car, and they got T-shirts. you see the T-shirts? Not yet. I'll have to show you the T-shirt. I got that on my phone. It looks really good. Um, and that information is all on our facebook page that lanny maintains and lanny i'll try to find the flash drive i'm almost positive it's in the shirt pocket from last week so uh, i'll get that to you otherwise uh lanny does a great job and we appreciate all he does for us and who did greg say he took didn't he give us a pick uh six car brad keselowski brad keselowski okay well got two and a half minutes what what can we look for here locally and uh and the fishing hole and everything? Cherokee Speedway gonna be racing a big deal up there tonight. Also Traverse Rest over there, gonna have the super late malls at Traverse Rest. Uh, a lot of good late mall boys gonna be over at Traverse Rest. You got Zach Mitchell, you got Ross Bales that all char- travel this series, so uh get out here and support this local racing. Righty. And don't forget, fans, in two weeks we're gonna be live from the darlington speedway you're not going are you yes <laughs> you better go <laughs> i'm looking forward to it in fact uh i think you said your kids are down there or something and you They're might gonna be going to the cup race we'll be down there on saturday for the xfinity race right because our show comes on on saturday that's right and we got an extra hour nine to twelve right so it's going to be a good time for everybody and uh my daughter Hannah will be graduating from University of South Carolina at 3.30, so I will be saying so long as soon as that race is over and heading for Columbia because uh, if I miss that, I might as well just keep on going. And is it okay to say about her employment? Well, yeah, she got a job at E.P. Todd Elementary School. Uh, Already got the job before she actually graduates. Yeah, and she's going to have a husband by uh, on July 24th or 23rd, so it's a lot happening at the Wood household, I can tell you that. A tsunami of events. Yeah, a tsunami. Go ahead, Greg. What, say something there. You got about you got about a minute or less. No, what I was going to say, Barry has got a very important thing, and I, I mean, they're like my kids, too. 
called me Uncle Greg and my niece and everything. But uh, well, I'll send you the bill for this wedding. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how Uncle Greg likes that. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> uh, it gets hot down there, and once we get done with the show, uh, you know, if I need to stay down there for some of the race, you know, whatever, you know. The ladies and the radio station wants to do, then I'll, I'll accommodate them the best I can. Well, I'll tell you something, Greg. If Jeremy's leading the pack and he gets in victory lane, I think you're going to have to find your way to the to victory lane again. I know you haven't been there in 40 years, but I might better hang around. You might better hang around, especially if Jeremy's running good, because uh, oh, I'll say that I'm a. Uh, I think. I think. Hurry up. My nieces is going, and I. And they'll stay for some of the race, her and her husband. And I don't know about Daryl Carroll. Okay, That's, well. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I'm going to stay there long enough. If it looks like everything's going to work out, I'll stay for the duration. Okay, well, that sounds good. Well, folks, we had sort of a wacky show today with some of the things that happened. Uh, having to get a guest on the fly, which Greg did a great job of. But uh, join us next week. We'll try to put this together again. Maybe have another uh Microphone, Natalie, get our table ready. We're on the way. Rest of you keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the place to be. Listen to Spartanburg Vikings football right here. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. We are And here's what you need to know. Yahoo Sports reported today that Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers intends to play today in Game 4 of the playoffs at Toronto, but plans to have an MRI done on his right thumb upon the Sixers' return to Philadelphia after the ballgame. Philadelphia leads the series 3-0, tip-off two hours from now. On Friday night, Chris Paul scored 19 of his 28 of the fourth quarter as his Phoenix Suns won at New Orleans 114-111 for a two-games-to-one lead. The Atlanta Hawks trailed game three against the Heat by one in the final.